Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to Life Mastery with Todd Allen, the talk radio show that dives into the science of higher consciousness. Join Todd and his guests weekly at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and learn how to live a peaceful life with intentional mastery. Enjoy a survey of inspiring topics such as abundance, intention, health, manifestation, love, and transformation. It's all right here. Leading authors, speakers, coaches, entrepreneurs with stories and messages to support your well-being, let alone your most evocative dreams. Hey, hey, it's another groovy day, and mostly because I choose it to be groovy. Welcome to another edition of Life Mastery Radio. My name is Todd Allen, and today's topic, well, I've got Zarathustra on, and we're going to talk about third eye activation And then my spotlight guest is Roberta Schwartz, and we're going to talk about our potential to be able to heal from our inner self. So we've got a couple of guests today that really are about the same topic, just a different approach. But for right now, I want you to take a breath, relax, and kick back for an hour of talk dedicated to help you explore thoughts and ideas for you to master your life. And we definitely have some great thoughts and ideas for you today. As always, I have my co-host with me today. Debbie is in the studio, and Debbie is a writing instructor and an award-winning editor and coach. Welcome, Debbie. Hi, Todd. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you, even though it's a drizzly day. In no, our no, 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 no. We're not going to give that energy. I know, I know. <laughs> it's a beautiful day here in Seattle, and just the, the clouds are in the way. That's true. They're very much in the way. <laughs> Just a reminder to my live listeners, I have a call-in number, and if you have a question or a thought or an idea you want to share, please call in. I know Zarathustra would love to interact with you, and Roberta would love to act with you, and so would I. I'd just love to know that you're out there with a question or a thought or idea to call in and let us know about. And that number is 1-877-230-3062. The show link the show website is www.lifemasteryradio.net, but don't go there right now because it's down. <laughs> Something happened to it last night, and and we weren't quite able to get it back up this morning, And but it will be. It'll be up really soon, and it'll be more and better. What, what am I trying to say? It will be better than ever, so stay tuned and keep in touch with that. As you know, I've been keeping track of Patricia Ann Hansen, and Patricia Ann Hansen left Portland, Oregon, or Astoria, Oregon, on April 1st, and all this time, she's been riding her bicycle across the United States. 
She's in Virginia today, and she will be in Yorktown, Virginia, on her 70th birthday here next week. And here's a brief update that I just got here just a little while ago. All donations for Patricia and her journey, you can go to emeraldcitylights.com. Go to the less fortunate, and my trip was fully paid for out of my own pocket for those that might not know this. You can make a donation and see my progress at the website, emeraldcitylights.com, and to date, they've raised close to $8,200 to help feed the hungry families in the Puget Sound area, and that will help 148 families. She cycled over 3,000 miles in the freezing rain up mountains and through intense heat to help feed those families. She's reaching out to Yorktown, Virginia to organize a food drive with the local community upon her arrival there July 70th, or July 70th, July 7th on her 70th birthday. And if you know anyone out there interested in her story, please reach out through her or through the website. She has a Facebook page or you can contact me at Todd at LifeMasteryRadio.net. You want to hear something cool I did? What did you did? Well, I decided to pay attention to how many times a day I think about chocolate. And I thought, for every time I think about chocolate, I'm going to donate a dollar to Patricia. <laughs> now, what happened was I, I can't afford to give her. <laughs> it really got me in touch with how much thought I give to chocolate. But I am going to send her another 50. <laughs> <laughs> So there's a great challenge for you. <laughs> Debbie just challenged everybody. If you have a thought about something you're not supposed to be thinking about, <laughs> she does really like chocolate and she's doing so well and so good about it. And and I want to make sure other people benefit from how well I'm doing. So <laughs> that's, a, that's a very cool idea. I could just see thousands of dollars, thousands. Well, I had to keep up on my little post-it writing it down. Oh, another dollar for Patricia. Oh, <laughs> another dollar. Here we go. That's very cool. Nice. We're going to talk about that some more. Okay, on with the show. My first guest is Zarathustra, and you know I've had him on the show before, but like the ancient prophet Zarathustra, who appeared in ancient Persia 3,000 years ago, our present-day Zarathustra came from the same land using a unique blend of shamanism along with current spiritual techniques. Zarathustra has access to the fifth dimensional quantum space he's able to build a bridge to your inner wisdom and connection to source energy and remove the obstacles that prevent you from experiencing yourself at a soul level and this can include third eye activation which is what we're going to be talking about today physical healing or a myriad of other awakenings welcome zarathustra back to the show how are you today my friend I'm good. Thank you very much. I very much appreciate being invited back. Uh, nice talking to you and Debbie, and I want to thank Mila. And um, most importantly, I would like to thank all our listeners for taking the time of the day and, and uh, listening to our uh, program. Yeah, and we got to thank Great Spirit, too, because he's the one that brought us together. I, I said he, <laughs> so let's say it or that, 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 that. Spirit, I'm getting myself all tongue-tied today. <laughs> yes, it's, oh. it's working magically one 
one more day. So there you go. There you go. So third eye, the third eye, you know, as I understand it, is the pineal gland. And maybe some of our listeners out there don't quite understand. You know, it's my understanding that we may have relied more on that gland that we do than we do today. And that's why its use is, how do we want to say, maybe throttled back a little bit. But you can help a person go in and reactivate that. Yes, I can. Um um I can do that uh but before uh I, I would like to just give a little description what our pineal gland or pineal gland uh different people pronounce it diff- different ways right. uh what it is and uh what is its significance and also why they call it the third eye or pineal gland which right. most people know it as the third eye right uh so uh, basically, it's uh, when we're talking about the third eye, we're talking about the space between the two eyebrows, um, and uh, which, if you follow that directly in, you will get to pineal gland, which pineal gland talks in between the two hemispheres of the brain. Now, the reason they call it the third eye is because it, the pineal gland, um, it's has a retina, cornea, and a lens. So it's, it's, uh, the inside of a pineal gland is very much uh, similar to our regular eyes. I don't know if you knew about that. I've never, I've never heard that before. No, that's interesting. Yes. And the pineal gland is bioluminescent. So it gets activated by light and light wave energy. And it starts producing uh, melatonin, which is the component for our regulates our sleep pattern. And also, pineal gland produces DMT, dimethyltryptamine. And wow. the production of the DMT it takes the illusion of duality away. Means that uh, by its production in our brain, we realize that we're in oneness with the entire existence rather than experiencing separation. Wow. I've never so, heard that before either. So third eye is, uh, or the sixth chakra is also being called, or the mind's eye, it's very, very significant. In addition, our ancient forefathers, uh, they were very well aware of the significance of the pineal gland uh, or the third eye, uh, which is the gateway between the physical and spiritual realm. And it is the physical device within our, our body that creates a communication uh, with uh, other beings from other dimensions. Uh, they have also recent studies shows that they have discovered a large amount of calcite microcrystals in pineal glands, which is the same components that we do have in our ear, inner ears. And the cell phone technology is copied from that. So by activating our pineal gland, we actually do have the ability to send and receive messages from other beings across the universe. Wow. 
as well as on this planet. Because you know, as, yes, as well as on this planet. Yeah, because I know that 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 you know that must be the vehicle with you know the twin um, phenomenon that they they have the ability to communicate between each other and. You know, De- Debbie and I have a connection that is just uh, amazing, and there's sometimes I think something, and she calls me. Or is that is that could that can we state that maybe that's the device that we're tapping into rudely? Yes, we we can say that, of course. Um, um, yes, we can. Now uh, this gets juicier and juicier. I would like to give you... <laughs> you keep going, mister. You're getting my attention. <laughs> I would like to give you a little bit... I would like to talk about the history of uh, third eye pineal gland first, just a yeah. little bit of it, and the symbols that are all over the planet, and uh, then I can give you more information that what happens when we get our third eye activated and what, what should we be expecting. Um, the symbol of, the reason they call it pineal gland is because uh, pineal gland is shaped to a pine cone. It's very, very much similar. And it says the, si- it's the size is the size of a pea. It's very, very small. And as I mentioned, it's tucked into the two, uh, in between the two hemispheres of the brain. Now, this pine cone sh- shaped gland which was the last endocrine gland was discovered by the scientists. Um, its uh, shape it also appears in Sumerian artifacts, like the the uh, god uh, Marduk. Uh, he's holding a pine cone in his hand. Uh, also, uh, we do find this symbol in uh, Greek mythology, Dionysus is having a pine cone on a staff that he's holding. We find this pine cone on the staff of Osiris, which is Egyptian. We find it on the staff of Pope, the Romans. We also find the court of pine in Vatican today, which is a huge pine cone. And um, it's just sitting there. And, and what is really interesting is uh, how is this appearing in so many different cultures, as well as Buddhism and Hinduism. For example, in, uh, uh, if you pay attention to Buddha's head or Shiva's head, it's in the shape of a pine cone, the way they just put their hair together. And also on Shiva's, you will find a serpent, and you will see signs of the third eye. That all of it relates to activating the Kundalini energy that comes from the bottom of the sacrum and goes all the way to the third eye. Now you also find, and this gets wacky uh, and interesting, <laughs> you find uh, the third eye or pineal gland, is also referred to as the mind's eye. And the mind's eye, you find a symbol on a pyramid printed on a $1 U.S. Uh, on, the, on a, a U.S. A $1 U.S. bill. So if you do have 
a $1 bill in your pocket, you can pull it out and take a look at it. And you see the third eye symbol, which is all over the planet, is clearly on a $1 U.S. bill. And that's the mind's eye that is keeping an eye on everything. So also on the Masonic lodges across the globe... I was just going to say that, yeah, it's prevalent. Yes. You also find a third eye uh, on top of, uh, in their symbols, as well as the French Declaration of uh, Independence. And if you do look at their symbol, again, you find a third eye, uh, the mind's eye. So the symbol of which refers to pineal gland, and it's all over the planet. Now, it's been sort of hidden, and uh, very little attention uh, is being given to the third eye. And one of the major reasons for that is because by activating our third eye, we have access to alternate dimensions, paranormal realities. We have access to do time traveling, time dilation, and encounters with mystical and trans-dimensional beings. Because once the pineal gland gets activated, it produces DMT, dimethyltryptamine. And then we will start having all these different experiences. And one of the for this particular reason, uh, the rulers, they do not want us to be aware of the third eye and the activation of it and the importance of our pineal gland. Therefore, in past 60, 70 years, they've been adding up a lot of fluoride to the water and toothpaste. And what fluoride does is it calcifies the pineal gland. And by most human beings by age 12, their pineal gland has become tremendously calcified and is not functioning as well anymore. And that is due to fluoride in the water. Hmm. Interesting. Hang tight to that thought, Zarathustra, because we need to just take a quick little break. But after the break, we're going to get more into this discussion. I'm glued to my microphone and my headset. So stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. your chance to be part of the show call 877-230-3062 call in with your questions or thoughts and talk with the host and their guest again that number is 877-230-3062 did you know that you can rate our shows on itunes yep you can share your thoughts about the topics the hosts and the special guests you can also leave a suggestion then when you're done rate the show the hosts love your feedback, and others appreciate it. So next time you download a show, take a second to leave your thoughts and rate it. 
Hi, my name is Cameron Steele, and I am one of the owners of Contact Talk Radio. If you or your organization would like to make a difference around the world globally, then let us help you get your name recognized around the world. Contact Talk Radio has been broadcasting around the world since 2001 and continues to spread uplifting, lighthearted, and enjoyable programming to people from across the globe. If you would like more information on becoming a sponsor and would like to participate in getting your message recognized globally, then send an email to info at contacttalkradio.com or call Cameron at 425-221-3646. Again, send an email to info at contacttalkradio.com or call me at 425-221-3646. And visit our website often for updates and changes that are always occurring at Contact Talk Radio, www.contacttalkradio.com. That's www.contacttalkradio.com. Welcome back to Life Mastery Radio with Todd Allen and Debbie. How's that? That's the first time I said that. If you're just tuning in, we're talking to Zarathustra, and he has been giving us a great informative discussion about the pineal gland or the third eye. And, um, wow, I had no idea. Where did we leave off, Zarathustra? We were talking about something before we had to go. Who's that fluoride? Oh, fluorides, right, the fluorides. Well, I mentioned that I'm going to give you a little um, uh, explanation about the history of it and the fact that the symbol of the pine cone is is hidden or not hidden. It's all over the planet, in, uh, and uh, and because of its importance, uh, they don't give it much uh, uh, attention. But right. now, as we're awakening, uh, we're starting to... And also, because of the Internet uh, nowadays, there's a lot of information available and a lot of us starting to wake up to this and understanding that, okay, uh, we do have uh, things built inside our own brain physically and our minds, and we can use these tools and we can get things activated so we can elevate our consciousness and having access to uh, different realms. I believe that. Now, there are uh, various meditations that do um, activate the pineal gland. And also, I've been blessed because my right hand has a high-frequency transmitter. And I did not know this up to a few years ago. Why, if when, when I put my finger, uh, my middle finger on someone's third eye, why did they start having all these uh, experiences of going into the light world or seeing crystals, or having access to all this new information. I wasn't—I I had no idea why that would happen until I uh, started to do some more research, and I realized that the third eye and pineal gland are, are one. So I will be offering uh, third eye activation workshops in coming future, probably September or October of this year, and uh, uh I'm able to get people's third eyes activated if they're open to it, as right. well as there are meditations that they will do that, and I'm putting out a new DVD that is a third eye activation DVD and gives practices for doing that. This is so interesting. I, I'm really curious, too, um, 
about Kundalini, which you brought up earlier. The whole idea behind Kundalini, isn't it to bring that energy from the the tailbone sacrum area all the way up through to our third eye? Is that correct? Yes, and further up to the crown chakra, which is on, t- on top of our head. Yes, that's so, the idea. So as this is activated, as people develop a practice, what sort of benefits do they begin to feel and notice? Well, by activating our third eye, our uh, healing abilities, they enhance drastically. Uh, uh, if you're clairsentient, if you have clairsentient abilities or clairvoyant or you're clairaudient, um, you're psychic or you are artistic, uh, you, you're an actor, you're a singer, you're a writer, you um, write poetry, uh, you're a cook, um, what, whatever is your knack, uh, your abilities uh, enhance drastically when the third eye gets activated. I, I have worked on an, a various number of people who uh, have come back to me and uh, all of a sudden they've become powerful healers or all of a sudden they're able to see things in the future or hear voices across the globe or be able to telepathically communicate. And all these uh, abilities have enhanced. Interesting. You know, I can tell you that any time I've gone for acupuncture and have complained in the early part of the session that I've just been feeling more anxiety lately or less of an ability to focus, bam, I get a little needle in that third eye area. And I have to say it scared me the first couple times I thought a needle, you know, right there by my eyes, but it really does... uh have a very clearing effect, um, almost as if um, I just feel more grounded and more able to connect to something creative. Yes, yes, that's absolutely correct. Oh, I love being correct. (laughs) (laughs) So, Zarathustra, is this... You're going to be taking people through this process, and you talked about meditation... Is this almost an instantaneous awakening, or does this take time? For for some, for some it is, uh, and for some it takes time. Uh, just like anything, um, majority of people that I've I've been blessed to work on on one on one basis or put my finger on their third eye, uh, they have experienced something within the first few minutes. Um, uh, some had very powerful experiences, and then and then uh, the abilities after we departed, the abilities went away. Didn't they? They weren't able to um, um, uh, keep those abilities. And others have reported back to me that uh, their abilities continued on enhancing towards a better way. If I was to meditate and have my own finger on my third eye, would it be effective, or do do I need someone like yourself uh, involved in the process? I I believe it would be effective. Uh, the best way, the most effective way, is to 
sit sit in a comfortable position that you're you're used to meditating, whatever that position is, or standing up or lying down, and breathing in from your third eye. And uh, I can quickly just in a matter of uh, 30 seconds explain this meditation. It's a very very simple meditation, and you you pull in the light. You're imagining you're breathing in from your third eye, and as as this uh, uh, light or... Uh, so it's really about getting connected to my breath, but, but envisioning it as it comes through my third eye. You're, you're, you're breaking up just a little bit, so I just wanted to reiterate. Is sure. that what you said? Yes. Imagine that uh, instead of breathing through your nose, you're breathing yes. from your third eye. It's just an imagination. Yes. And mm-hmm. you can imagine like this, like the breath is like a light and it's going all the way to the center of your brain and as you're breathing out uh, it's like a pipe going in and the pipe goes up upwards towards the top of your skull and you're breathing out now the air is going up and it hits the top of your skull and it doesn't go outside of your head it falls down from both sides and it's kind of cooling off your brain. So you can imagine that and breathe in and breathe out for five or ten minutes, and then after that you may drift away, which is okay, but it's just basically initially to set it in that direction. And if you do that for a few minutes, ten minutes, uh, fifteen minutes every day, uh, you'll be amazed how quickly, within probably a couple of weeks, your third eye gets activated. Okay, so I'm going to start right after this show. So I have one more question about that then, and that is, does it make a difference if I sit up or lie down? Uh, however you're comfortable. However really? You're comfortable because some people, uh, they may lie down and they may fall asleep, so it's easier for them to sit. But I'm, uh, I believe that people should meditate in any way that they're comfortable, not in a set way. So different bodies are different. Nice. Well, it looks like we have a caller. And, oh, it's Neela. Neela is our producer. Our, yeah, what is? She coordinates all of our guests. There we go, our guest coordinator. And she's on the line. Neela, did you have a question for Zarathustra? I do. I have a question and testimonial. Um, I met Hi, Zarathustra. Um, Hi, Neela. <laughs> I, I was able to uh, meet him in L.A. at a Conscious Life Expo last year, and um, there was a, uh, he just walked by me, and there was an instantaneous acknowledgement between the two of us, even though we had never heard or seen each other before, and uh, we were cautious of going into it, at least I was, and then uh, he was able to, um, later on, about an hour later, very uh, nicely activated my pineal gland, my third eye, and I was actually taken away for about 45 minutes, and there was such a feeling of um, connection to the entire universe, and then many things activated after that, but also, and Zaratustra, thank you for that, And uh, but I also want to say that Recently, uh, I'm going to broadcast this on, on live radio. I had a stroke, 
And the stroke that I had was in the thalamus gland, which is the closest um, area to your pineal gland or pineal gland, however you say it. And I'm undergoing some therapy right now from one of the most progressive hospitals in the USA, OHSU. And the therapist there um, was showing me how to actually tap into my little area. He wasn't allowed to say third eye or anything like that, but he showed me how to just lightly tap and to the pineal gland area because you will feel it. It will be really, really sensitive, and you won't even have to touch it, but it's about the size of a pea, and you will know when you reach there. And I said, oh, so the correlation between Western and Eastern medicine is very real, and I just wanted to to say that much um, here on radio and, and uh, for the listening audience. I, I think Thank it's you. And that, that does pose an interesting question, Zarathustra. Then, as, as active as you are in this arena, do you often get questioned by doctors? And is, is this becoming more and more accepted as, you know, an alternative healing technique? I, I haven't been questioned uh, uh, by doctors except one in Norway. Uh, so, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, answering answering that question has only been one time that somebody asked me that question. She was very, very interested. Uh, uh, that's about it. And what was the second part of your question? I'm sorry. Oh, is it just, is, is, I guess my whole question is really, is Western medicine opening up more to these alternatives as, as a, you know, a mode, a different mode of, of healing and a different mode of understanding oneself? Uh, I would say to some degree, but we have to keep in mind Western medicine is being controlled by pharmaceutical companies. Right. So, uh, and there are many, many things that the, the, the students are not being taught at medical school because right. uh, then, then they're not going to be able to sell the drugs. I wanted to talk about things that might shut down the third eye, just just simple things in our day. For example, if a person is more sedentary, is that likely to shut it down? Or, you know, does the use of alcohol keep us from being able to connect to it? Just in our daily lives, are there things we might be doing that would interfere with our ability to react? Well, the... uh we, we all have had experiences that our third eye got activated, uh, sometimes through yoga practice, some people through an accident. Many, many people report that they had some kind of accident and head injury, and then they have experienced encounters with trans-dimensional beings, or, or they've been out of their body, or to travel around the globe, or they had experiences of oneness. That is due to that uh, some sort of pressure uh, uh, that they, uh, the accident that they had that their their head hit against the car or they fell down a horse or something and then the pineal gland has been somehow squeezed and through that pressure it produced DMT 
I also I also hear that a lot of women through birth, giving birth, they have uh, their pineal gland gets activated. Um, uh, Probably because they want to leave this world. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just guessing. But <laughs> so there, there are uh, various ways and different times that pineal gland gets activated uh, without without being aware of it or trying to do that. Wow. Well, we're just about out of time, my friend. And, oh, my goodness, you just gave me so many awakening thoughts and ideas today. I'm going to definitely explore this some more and come find you and get your finger on my head. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) I would love to. But is there anything that... um, last-minute thought or a parting shot that you want to share with the listeners, I'll definitely have you back again, and, and we'll definitely keep networked. And I want to encourage listeners to go to your website, and that's Zarathustra.com. Is that correct? No, it's uh, FifthDimensionalHealing.com, and fifth is number 5TH, FifthDimensionalHealing.com, right. all in one, one word. Um, what, I, what I can share is education is gold. So uh, there are many, many different uh, uh, videos on YouTube and articles by different people. One of them is from David Wilcock. That's that's a good one. Uh, and if people type in third eye uh, pineal gland and they go they go on YouTube or on the internet, they can start getting information. And it's good for us to educate ourselves. I truly agree. Well, my friend. Thanks again for being on the show and um, bringing some great thoughts and ideas for people to explore ways for them to master their lives. Stay well, tuned. We'll be. Oh, go ahead. Well, thank you very much. I'm honored uh, uh, to to be invited to your show as well, and appreciate that and all the great thank- listeners. Oh my goodness, it's just awesome. Stay tuned. We'll be right back after the break. time to visit our Facebook page and like us. If you're saying no, it's time to change that answer. What's great about Contact Talk Radio's Facebook page is the fact that so many people are contributing helpful information to it. Not only does the staff at Contact Talk Radio update the page throughout the day, but so do our hosts. You'll know when shows are live and what the show's topic is. If a host is doing readings, you'll know when to call in and what number to use. Or maybe one of our hosts just wants to share some words of wisdom or a picture to brighten your day. You won't know what's waiting for you unless you visit our page. Go to Facebook.com slash CTR Network and like us. That's Facebook.com slash CTR Network. Happy Facebooking! Want to become a member of an amazing and fun group of individuals? Then you need to join the Contact Talk Radio Network. When you join Contact Talk Radio, you join our social network, where you can chat with the show hosts and other members, post pictures, even videos. When you join Contact Talk Radio, you receive exclusive information about our shows, events, and all the latest happenings. When you join Contact Talk Radio, 
you become a member of our team, blazing a trail to greater understanding of the world we live in. Signing up takes less than a minute, and boom, you're in. Don't wait. Come join us. Visit contacttalkradio.com now and click sign up. Welcome back to Life Mastery Radio. If you're just tuning in, my first guest was Zarathustra, and we really got down and dirty about the pineal gland and what it does, where it came from, and why it's there. And, oh, my goodness, it was a lot of great information that you're definitely going to want to listen to the podcast later and catch up with. But now I have my spotlight guest, Roberta Swartz. And Roberta Swartz graduated from San Diego University with a Bachelor of Science degree in adapted physical education. As she worked with mentally retarded, severely emotional disturbed, and autistic children, her already keen interest in the mind-body connection grew stronger. Roberta went on to receive our certification as a clinical hypnotherapist through the American Council of Hypnist Examiners in 1984. Since then, she has been helping people create physical and emotional health through self-hypnosis classes, seminars, and private hypnotherapy sessions. And this is what I found on her website. That I think she said, and I know she said that, I believe that we all have the power to heal our body with our mind. Helping people learn to work with their natural abilities for creating true health and happiness is my passion. And I know that's her passion, and she has a book too. Welcome, Roberta, to the show. How are you today, my friend? Thank you so much, Todd, for having me. I'm great. How are you? Yeah, you know, we were we've been friends on Facebook for a while and and you pinged me a couple times and and I guess we were just waiting to have you on a cool show with a cool guest that we can talk about the same things. What did you think of Zarathustra? I thought it was a great show and the timing is perfect because there were so many things that you guys talked about that lead right into what I have to share. So, really good line up there right on so what was that one thing that most most sparked your interest about zarathustra's work well i think that you said it all a little bit earlier when we talked whereas there's many different avenues to kind of reach the same thing and when you started talking about meditation to stimulate the third eye activity that's so much similar to hypnotherapy and changing those patterns within. And I think we reach that same space independent of the goal. Yeah, you know, and, and I understand that you've worked with autistic children and, you know, some of the, and, you know, I'm not even going to give energy to the less fortunate because they all have their gifts, but it almost seems to me like people that are in that part of their life, in in this life, have these activate their their third eye is probably activated more and and allowing them to tap into more of an inner space than what we would call normal people yeah and i think that's very true we used to joke around and say well let's see these kids don't worry about work or paying bills or paying taxes (laughs) so who's the crazy one (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know and really what you're describing there is when 
certain parts of the brain don't function in a quote-unquote normal way, which is more of the intellect, the left brain constructs, the digital kind of thinking, that sets the right brain free to, to do what it does. And when we start getting into altered states or activating the third eye or psychic activity or healing the body, it's really the right brain that allows us to do that because the subconscious mind controls everything through the autonomic nervous system. Right. So I'm really curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead. I'm really curious, too, about the differences between having a meditation practice and then actually learning self-hypnosis. How, how are those two different? That's a good question. Um, they're similar first in that they both utilize alpha brainwave patterns. So when you go into a meditative state or self-hypnosis, really what you're doing is slowing down your brainwave patterns. And when we're in an alpha state, a lot of things change. First is that deep physical relaxation and then also mental relaxation. And the biggest difference between meditation and hypnosis is that in meditation, the goal is to quiet the mind, clear the mind, and kind of become one with everything. And hypnosis is very goal-oriented. So that if there's anything in your life that's holding you back, tripping you up, whether it's a physical problem or relationships, whatever the case may be, you actually can work on changing how the neural pathways get linked in your brain and change what happens. So when you change how those patterns get linked, you change the subconscious thought, and that changes the chemicals that enter your bloodstream, which changes the feeling, and then the feeling, of course, leads to the behavior. So it's very cause and effect oriented. Wow. So I'm thinking of the situation where a person decides they, they're going to start a meditation practice and they're, they're serious about it. They sit for their 20 minutes a day. They build up to whatever time they want. But then when you look back on it, one of the reasons they are successful is because they were open. Now, is hypnotherapy the same way it requires an openness to work, or is it? Is there a little more involved? Well, openness is everything. There has to be a level oh. of receptivity. Yeah, hypnosis is a consent state. So sometimes I'll have uh, somebody will sit in my office and say, well, you're not going to hypnotize me, and I'll just say, well, okay, you're right, I won't. That is, so like, <laughs> that is so me. That is so me. Yeah, and it, it, it's a consent state, and really all hypnosis is self-hypnosis, because if you don't want it to happen, it's not going to happen. Right. But so, when you yeah. say it's goal-oriented, does that mean if a person comes in on Monday with a goal, they're hypnotized, they leave with that goal achieved, or they start to work in a progression? You know, most likely you're going to see a progression. Once in a rare while when somebody is very spiritually connected and they really know themselves, we can move mountains in one session. But that's really the exception. Most people, I would say, on the average, within three or four sessions can really start seeing some great transformation. Mm, Nice. Very interesting. So, yeah. People can connect with you on your website. Yes. And so that website is, you know what, I didn't write it down. My apologies. That's okay. Um, there's a couple. My main website is hypnosisforyourlife.com and it's just the number four. 
And then I have a second site for my products, and that is me, myself, and mind.com. Can you tell us a little bit about your book, Me, Myself, and Mind? Absolutely. I would love to. Thank you for asking. Um, the goal in writing the book was because I live in a tiny little town in southwestern Montana. The total population here is about 10,000 people. And mm. I made a really big splash in a really little town. And I want to get out in the world and empower more people to realize you can learn to do for yourself what your medication does for you. Because inside of us, we all have every chemical we need to be healthy and happy and whole. But you have to know how to access it, and then you have to know what to do with it once you do. So I've seen hundreds and thousands of people create changes, many of which traditional medicine followers of traditional medicine would say, oh, not possible. <laughs> and it is. So I want people to realize that we have been given everything necessary to be healthy, and we don't need to go to the pills or the surgery. There are other options. And, you know, of course it's not for everyone, but if people are open and receptive to claiming their natural healing abilities, then this is a really fantastic way to go. Yeah, and, and you know, there's, yeah. there's so go much ahead. evidence of how real that is, and yet people have a hard time even still believing that. And it's just... Um, you know, it's all part of the awakening. Zarathustra Absolutely. earlier talked about the awakening and more and more people becoming aware. And, you know, that's really what Life Mastery Radio is all about. It's, it's just bringing people's thoughts and ideas like yourself and, and what you think and, and getting people not necessarily teaching them, but just giving them the option of going in and exploring it. Well, exactly. And see, the, the reason why I wanted to put it in book form is that people can then pace it at whatever works well for them. So they can just keep it light and learn lots, or they can dive in deep. There's over 30 activities. So people can actually learn how to induce self-hypnosis and even go beyond that so that once you're in that state, it teaches you what to do so you can start changing those patterns for yourself. Nice. And the name of that book again is? Is Me, Myself, and Mind. And that is the website. And here's yes. what I say. Uh, Roberta has offered a free book. And since my website's down today and I don't get any email from that, maybe if there's a listener out there that wants that free book, the first one to email Roberta, maybe go to her Facebook page or, well, we could get all kinds of confusion going on if I just keep talking I, here. I think we are going to get lots of confusion. <laughs> just go to her website and email her and tell her that you want the free book. And that's a great way to connect with her. And otherwise, I would have people go to lightmasteryradio.net. But if you send a email to that right now it gets bounced back i'm real curious roberta for those that are timid about asking i'm just going to go ahead and do it is there any danger in going in and learning self-hypnosis and messing with the mind so to speak can oh, they good question can please. they mess themselves up somehow you know, that idea really comes from the mid-1800s when hypnosis was first, <laughs> was first being studied by medical professionals, and that actually included Sigmund Freud. And um, that one thread of thinking that it's spooky or scary is really um, a piece that got carried over, and of course Hollywood ran with it because it's great for selling movies. <laughs> but the truth of the matter is, is nothing bad could ever happen because your conscious mind, your level of awareness, remains on board. 
so people will never do anything, explore anything that they don't want to. You're fully aware. You're able to discern. Um, if somebody were to give you a suggestion that didn't work for you, you would cancel it out just like you do in your waking life. And um, hypnotherapy is actually non-licensed because no one has ever been harmed. And so it's very very safe, very safe, very effective. The worst thing that would happen when you're using self-hypnosis is you'll fall asleep. Uh (laughs) And that's, that's really it. Yeah, nothing bad can happen at all. And even just 10 minutes of hypnosis where you're in that deep, relaxed state, the chemicals that enter your bloodstream, you have high levels of endorphins and serotonin and dopamine. Those chemicals not only make you feel good, but they strengthen your immune system. So just the opposite is true. Only good can happen when you start working with your subconscious mind constructively. Very nice. We're getting close to running out of time, and I want to make sure. we I think we've mentioned just about everything that you have going on, which is some really cool stuff. And it's, you know, it's so simple and and so out there that people can explore it some more or find out about it some more or contact you, and, and it's a real simple thought process and is there anything else that you would like to get out to the listeners here before we have to close the show? I think the big goal here is for people to be free thinkers and learn to be self-regulating. So rather than getting, you know, missteer down the road of the traditional medical world that has been so prevalent, to realize that there are many options and to be receptive to exploring those for themselves. Do you have a testimonial of anyone that comes to mind, someone who came to you and left on a completely different page either that day or after several days? Is there anyone? Absolutely. I worked with a nurse who had chronic allergies and asthma, and it was triggered by sweet smells. So she was in trouble all the time because people would have flowers in their room. And she was really tired of her inhalers and her, you know, steroids and whatnot. And as we worked together, she understood the subconscious link that was triggering that response. And we were able to change that for her. And now if smell is just the you know, she's still breathing air. She's off of her inhaler. She's off of her medications. And she's breathing just fine. And I could share thousands of stories like that with you. Yeah, I bet. That's just a, that, that's a great, great, great testimonial. Well, my dear, it's just time fl- just flies by. We're out of Wait time. That, and, yes. Yeah, but I really appreciate you being on the show, and thanks for keep kept you kept on bugging me about getting on the show, and we got you in the hopper, and we oh, found a great so spot happy. for you. Yeah. Thank you kindly. Uh, no sweat, and we'll definitely have to have you back again. So I'd love to anytime. Thank you so much. All right, and, thank you, and good luck getting your website back up. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have a new one. It's going to be way better, and uh, goodness, that darn nice. thing. Well, I love what you guys are doing, and we're all in this together, and we're changing the world, and it does my heart good. So thank you for yeah. doing your part. Yeah, thank you for your thank part, too. Thank you. All right, we'll talk again soon, oh, I hope. Make, yep, make it a great day. Debbie, any parting thoughts? What did you get? What was your takeaway? Well, one thing about this show is that I came into it thinking that meditation was um, very unique, and I, I'm just seeing that it has many, many camps. Oh, yeah. This is sort of like a camp of yeah. meditation. Truly, truly, truly. That's it for today. Thanks for tuning in. 
you can catch the podcast of the show. If you didn't hear it all a little bit later, just go to iTunes and look for Life Mastery Radio dot or Life Mastery Radio with Ton Allen. Thank you. Make it a great day. And remember, it's a choice. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to Life Mastery with Todd Allen, the talk radio show that dives into the science of higher consciousness. Join Todd and his guests weekly at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and learn how to live a peaceful life. For more information on Todd and his guests, visit his website at www.lifemasteryradio.net. That's www.lifemasteryradio.net. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. 